are listening to the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast, a show by personal trainers for personal trainers. It's time. It's time to become a better trainer, get more clients, and change more and lives. Change more lives. And now, here's your host, the head coach and founder of Fitness Mentors, Eddie Lester. Hey guys, welcome to the Certified Personal Trainer Podcast. My name is Eddie Lester, your host, and I am back. With the man, the myth, the legend, Stan Cottrell. Stan, how is it going? Uh, this is day 20. I'm running strong. Awesome, awesome. So, so yeah, from last week, uh, for those of you guys that have not caught up yet, Stan is running across the United States at the young age of 78 years old. Uh, Stan has been an ultramarathon athlete his entire life and is setting a has set many world records for long-distance running. But this one's super special. Stan, give us a, a quick review on exactly what, exactly what you're doing right now. Uh, I started. Uh, I started in Los Angeles, and I'm running to Washington D.C. This will be a 100-day run, consecutively, uh, no days off. I'm doing 30 miles a day for 100 consecutive days, and I'll be finishing August the 14th. I love it. I love it. And and, and quickly t- tell us the 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 world record or about the world record run that you set running across the United States when you were younger. This is my Eddie. This is my third time to run across the United States. And 41 years ago, uh, 1980, uh, I ran across the U.S. and I broke the old world record by five days. Wow. And I averaged 66 miles per day on that, on that particular run. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so what, what we, we talked, we got into this a lot on, on the last podcast um, regarding kind of what you're doing and, and, and uh, how you're helping people through this. What I wanted to talk about this podcast was all about the sort of training elements that go into uh, your success, as well as now that you are a, a fitness mentor, certified personal trainer, uh, and have been help or training people uh, for the last year or two, um, kind of kind of how you see uh, a personal trainer's sort of influence on you know helping people to run more or run further run in general and then also to just just to establish a, an awesome running program that that helps people stay healthy so 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 for my first question for you is is talk to me about your we'll say training regime when you were younger uh, aiming to to break the record for running across the united states and uh, then we can kind of get into what, where you're currently at now and how that how that might have changed uh, back in 1976, I had the opportunity to meet a man, Ernst Van Aken, uh, A-A-K-E-N. And he had been training all the great, great, he was one of the masterminds that was training the great, great runners, the European runners. And I got his book, and uh, it's called The Van Aken Method. And I'm going to give it to you first in a nutshell. Um, and then we can break it down physiologically. All right, get ready. All right. Run, run long, run slow. Don't eat like a pig and drink, drink often. Now, and you're saying that's it? Well, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot packed into those things. Run long, run slow, don't eat like a pig and drink often. And um, the thing, my years, I've been running for 73 years. You just don't, you don't necessarily be a 10K runner and all of a sudden say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run a marathon. Or you don't run a marathon and all of a sudden one day just say, I'm, I, next week I think I'll do a 50-mile run. And just because you can do one 50-mile run doesn't mean that that qualifies you to go out the following week 
and say run across the United States or to do a 24 hour run. Everything, it's building blocks. You build upon, you build upon, you build upon. Well, Eddie, uh, back in those days, uh, I thought speed, 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 because that was the prevailing thought back in the back in the 50s and 60s and 70s. Speed, speed, speed. You take Emil Zatopek. He was one of the great, great runners of yesteryear. He would go out and run 100 quarters on the on the track, but those quarters would be 100 seconds each. And and uh, then what took place? You had American coaches back in the early 60s says. Well, we can, we can short circuit that. Why not? And he's running a hundred seconds. Why not just have, do your, do your training and do 20 repeat quarters with a 220 yard jog rest in between, but run them at 60 seconds and 62 seconds and, and, and so forth. And uh, they, the coaches of those days ruined more runners because they weren't, they didn't understand about what we now know in personal training. They just put them into the performance phase, the performance phase. They didn't understand about building and building quality muscles and, and building muscular endurance. And they just, they, they wanted to put a person, you know, this day and time, I'm sorry, I'm bouncing all over the place, but this day and time, you know, you train a person aerobically for 80% of the time. And then at other 20%, you go into that VT2, perhaps even touch on the uh, ventilatory volume tree but uh, and so we've evolved and we've understood but even back in those uh, those days when I first started discovering the Van Aken method Eddie I was ready to hang it up at 34 years old I just said it doesn't work mm. I didn't want to tell anybody that I was running so slow when I say slow uh, to go out and run say repeat miles at, at six minutes Mm. which I thought was absurd in those days and totally, totally wrong. But it's been cumulative, 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 building upon, run long, run slow. Um, I tell people, go out and think like a child. Go out and move, just move for an hour. Now I'm talking about a seasoned runner. Obviously, if it's somebody that's starting a fitness program, I say, I want you to walk seven and a half minutes out in seven and a half minutes back. Do that for me for five times a week. Don't get out of breath. That doesn't mean stop and pet little dogs on the head and talk to your neighbors, but it's a continual movement, but don't get out of breath. And so you build, you build, you build. And the body, um, you, you get a body trained, you're able to, you're able to uh, do 15 minutes and then you take them to um, seven and a half minutes, I'll have to go to 10 minutes out and 10 minutes back because this is not a seasonal thing. I'm talking about a lifetime, a lifetime of performance. And where I am now, and I've, I've run more than 200, well, when I finish this run, I'll be at 270,000 miles of running. But it's it's been running smart and and not abusing the body, but each time I'm building upon building and building and building. In other words, the speed training, you're breaking the body down, but those muscles build back stronger with the myofibrils around the muscles. You're building greater collateral circulation. You're building up the arterial, uh, the capillary network so that the body's able to use, utilize the oxygen more. You run long, you run slow.
I love it. I love it. Um, um, so, so, so kind of, kind of dissecting that, that information a bit. Um, it's, it sounds, sounds like your best work, um, is, 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 well, it, it sounds like you have a, a good approach of, of multiple strategies towards creating it, the ability to run for longer distances. Um, and, but, but what, what I kind of see you, or hear you saying is that speed was not the important component to creating or to being able to run longer with less, or we'll say without injury. Well, uh, Eddie, here's the, here's the thing. Speed is an outgrowth of strength. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I spent a year, I did not want to tell anybody. I didn't want any of my runner friends back in those days, the vanity mm -hmm. and every runner knows any serious runner knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I'll, I'll walk up to a person that's a runner and I'll, I'll look at him and I'll say, you're the real deal. And runners will look at me right now and they'll say, whoa, you're the real deal. Because, <laughs> you know, we look on their face and if they got these big buccal pads or if they got a little pot belly uh, and they're telling me they're running 10 miles a day, I just kind of smile and say, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we go on. But uh, this went, like I say, uh, this, um, I was doing the LSD, the LSD. I didn't let anybody see and I thought, well, I'll give this a try. In Atlanta, we had an all-comers meet. Now, that particular morning, I had already run uh, a 10-mile LSD run. At noon, I went out and I ran another five miles LSD. And that afternoon, they had an all-comers meet in Atlanta. Anybody shows up. And I ran in three races. I ran the half, the mile, and the two-mile. Eddie, I went out and I ran a sub-two-minute half mile i ran a 158 <laughs> and i ran a 431 mile that afternoon and i ran a 10 uh let's see uh it was like a 10 12 two miles i tripled and i mean and i was 34 years old at the time mm -hmm. and it blew my mind because speed is an outgrowth of strength you're building the kind of training the lsd that i'm talking about you're building um what, building, is that, what does lsd stand for really quick uh, long slow distance i'm sorry long slow distance no, yeah no, no worries yeah, yeah. just for, for some of those that, that weren't, weren't following yeah that's along. right <laughs> and uh but i was building a cardio a, a more uh uh um efficient cardiovascular system a more efficient respiratory system i'm building greater capillarization within the body and the whole secret is how well the body utilizes oxygen mm -hmm. and along the way i'm doing strength training strength, stamina, and flexibility. You have to incorporate those within your overall workout. And I've mentioned nine words, and I may have mentioned this the last time. Uh, strength, stamina, flexibility, and the six magic words, how well the body utilizes oxygen. Mm -hmm. And you you take a you take a kid out or a, a runner, and all of a sudden, uh, I'm going to have you to do, I want you to do uh, 10 to 20s at 25 seconds each but if they don't have the cap if they don't have the capitalization if they don't have the arterial network to be able to handle those gaseous uh, uh cellular respiration they go into a lactic acidosis very quick and they're <gasps> and they're breathing and they're building up lactic acid and, and forget it they're through when i'm in a race i hear people <gasps> <gasps> they're no longer they're no longer even a consideration as a serious competitor Mm -hmm. And and it's it's LSD long slow distance 
run long, run slow. And, but there's so much physiology based in that, that kind of a principle. And, um, and I was this one European runner that was uh, at that time was the European champion for uh, say the 5k and the 10k. He trained at 945 miles trained at those he would go out and just run and run and run and then things i watch coaches in america ruin more kids because they think they um they, they've got to train them hard no pain no gain that is ridiculous garbage it's train don't strain mm -hmm. i have friends right now my 78 year old buddies my my class 40 years ago i was telling them you're 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 going to pay the price. You're going to pay the price. Eddie, I have friends that are in wheelchairs right now. Mm -hmm. I have one friend that's got a steel rod in his back. And, and I see such arth arthritic disasters that did not need to happen if they had a, if they had a just followed the basic guidelines. I'm 78. I'm a wild man. Where are the limits? I don't know. I'm out here running 30 miles a day because I'm following, I'm following those basic principles. Mm. Train, don't strain. I love it. Don't eat like a pig. <laughs> I love it. Often. <laughs> so, so, so when we, when we think about uh, kind of the, the long, slow distance, um, you mentioned uh, the strength training mm -hmm. and you mentioned flexibility and uh, strength, stamina, flexibility. Yes, strength, stamina, and flexibility. Um, talk to me about recovery, and um, you know, especially with with something that's that's uh, so maybe I won't call it strenuous because based on what you've already said, but but when, when you're when you're uh, going the distance like you are currently now, talk to me about how the recovery is working. How are you? How is your body feeling? Um, are there good days? Are there bad days? And, and I guess for, from, from the 35 year old run to the 78 year old, how do those compare? Well, um, for instance, coming across Arizona, I think you and I talked about this the other day, I had a hundred, 103 to 108 degree weather. Now, physiologically, I'm running, I'm running 30 miles a day and I can break all this down if you ever want me to, but the price I was paying per mile, the stress on my body and what I had to do to get through for 30 miles based on those mountains and the heat and all of that would be equivalent to running 90 miles on the flat. So I wow. was paying a, I was paying a three, 300% greater price per mile. And, and um, because you get into the temperatures above any, when you're above 76 degrees for every degree, uh, for every degree above 76, um, I think every three degrees, you have a 5% increase in workload. Wow. So here I've got 30 more degrees and, and all of this. And then the, then the slant of the hill, that was just temperature. Then even at a five, uh, a three to a five degree uh, angle, uh, you're paying another 5% per mile. So I was going up 30 miles, 108 degrees. And so, I mean, you're really reaching down. At the end of the day, you're, you're doggone exhausted. Mm. Um, well, so, so, so and, talk to uh, me about the, the recovery from, from, from those elements. Like, like how, how's your, how, is, how are you sleeping? How, uh, you know, how are you currently 
uh, still practicing any, any strength or, or flexibility uh, elements as you get through this run. Uh, talk to me about, about, about uh, outside of running. What, how's the recovery? What does it feel like? What, what, what's the sleep like? Talk to me all about that. Well, there's a, uh, and I, I promise I'm not on anybody's payroll. Uh, I'm just letting you know this is uh, something that I found that I've known about for about 20 years. In the last five years, uh, this product came to the United States, and I use this twice a day. I'm on this for eight minutes in the morning and eight minutes at night, and it just does wonders for you. Um, it's called the, the Beamer technology, the Beamer machine. Okay. It's a full pad you lay on, and uh, the Germans invented this 20 years ago, and I know many, many European athletes that, I mean, it's their, their mainstay. And it's, for me, I wake up in the morning after eight minutes and it's, it's a resonant energy transfer. It, it opens up the capillaries. It flushes out lactic acid mm -hmm. and, and all 76 trillion of our cells are impacted by that. And, and it's a good, um, um, it is a phenomenal way uh, for me, especially in what I'm doing because I can't compromise. There's all kinds of people with go-go juices. There's all kinds of people with lotions and this and this and this, mm -hmm. but, but as far as something therapeutic, um, and if I was back coaching again, had, uh, and, and I coach, I, I don't mean it like that. If I was a high school coach or a college coach, mm -hmm. uh, this would be uh, a regimen for all my athletes. And so, so I suggest it. It's called the oh, Beamer, yeah. Beamer machine, you said? Yeah, it's and, called and, the Beamer, Beamer technology. Is it, is, a salesman. Is, yeah, no, of course. And is, is it just a pad that, that, that you lay on or, or, well, it's, or is it it's, a compression uh, device or? No, no, you just simply lay on it. And my film crew that's with me on this run and, you know, they're running around their cameras all day long. <laughs> and I, and I said to them the other day, I said, why don't you just come here and lay on the Beamer machine? <laughs> I love it. And the next morning they got up and they said, I can't believe it. What? And I said, well, I told you, and, <laughs> love it, love it. but I'm just, I'm just, all I am right now is one athlete or one trainer sharing with other trainers, what I've been finding out here and, and what I'm using very successfully. Mm -hmm. And, and what, what about and, sleep? Talk, talk to me about, about how your, how your sleep is. Um, my sleep, I'm going to tell you after you, after you do these kind of workouts, <laughs> if, if I'm not in bed by eight 15, if they have me up in a meeting, they all start laughing. Stan will be asleep by eight sixteen. Yeah, right. That's he's in the middle of a meal. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm I'm wide awake at four o'clock in the morning. Okay, so so, so full I'm, eight I, full eight hours of, of recovery. I, you, I get a full eight hours. And did you feel like you need more or no? Um, not really. Okay, I think, yeah. I think restoratively, uh, eight hours is what my body. Uh, requires you. I, I think you might have seen this watch that I have on. It's like having a thousand doctors on my watch. This <laughs> is it. another technology that they monitor. It's one of these latest, greatest things, and it really is. And it doesn't cost anybody anything because the watch is given free, and the monthly service is also provided free. And this has come about because of what we've gone through this past year mm -hmm. uh, that the government picks up. I know, I know everybody can get into all this and say, well, it's just another government <laughs> program. But anyway, uh, it monitors my sleep. It tells me how long I was in that deep REM sleep. Awesome. And the doctors this morning, the doctor said, you had a good sleep last night. This doctor was 600 miles away. <laughs> I love and, it. 
He said, I got my finger, electronic finger on your pulse. So, you know, it measures all these different parameters, my heart rate. And let's just say, let's just say the ordinary, the average person out there, they might have a, uh, a, a cardiac episode. Instantly, their doctor is notified and the it has a GPS in it. So it, it notifies the closest EMT service right around. So somebody cool. doesn't have to fall on the ground and say, help me, I've fallen or... I'm mm-hmm. in, in problems. It, so it, it's, love it's it, love it. great, great technology. Yeah, no, and we'll, 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 you and I will probably do, do another whole podcast on on uh, uh, the technology yeah. that you use and, and different things like that. But yeah, um, yeah. How, how's how's flexibility uh, uh, currently during the runs? Like, are you are you taking X amount of time, or talk to me about your your flexibility routine and how, and how you're feeling in, in that respect? Um, I. Every, it, it's so important flexibility and I'm not talking about tying yourself into a pretzel uh, <laughs> I'm just talking about just easy rhythmic type movements and somebody this morning said oh you're really into Tai Chi no I don't know about all that I know what Tai Chi is I've, I've been 81 times to China and ran the Great Wall of China and I saw all that but I look at an animal you look at a cat you look at a dog in the morning and they're, they're, it's just that easy, they will stretch, just stretch their muscles. And, and I look at animals and how they stretch, and I incorporate that into my own life. No, Love I'm it. not getting weird on you. I'm not into some kind of way out. <laughs> no. Whatever, whatever. But, uh, and, you know, there's some basic exercises. Uh, we, I, lay on, I lay on my back. I'll pull my knees up to my chest real easy. You don't do anything, just sudden and jerk. You, uh, that muscle has got to warm up. That muscle's warming it up, and I'll easily pull my knees back to my chest. But uh, I put my hands over my knees. I'll pull toward my body, but at the same time I'm pushing, pushing with my knees forward. So I'm putting tension, you know, on that lower back. But it's stretching the quads, and and um, you know, it strengthens the core and all that. Love so. It, love it. And are there any muscles that, that you feel get overworked uh, uh, in, in your, your, your program or, or that, that you focus on extra? Eddie, one of the great things, one of the great intuitive things that I did, and it, it was just something in me. And, and see, when I was back home in Atlanta, I went out for an hour, hour and a half run in the morning. I did another hour and a half run. In other words, I did 20 miles a day training, but I would go to the gym and I would use some of the various machines that they had. No, I'm not down on a bench and doing a one REM or, mm. or a one RM and walk around destroyed for about 72 hours. <laughs> it's nothing like that. But I got on the treadmill and I would warm up and then I'd move the treadmill up to a 14 elevation. And I was running 30 minutes at four miles per hour on the treadmill at a 14 and people were just coming around and they were astounded but eddie going up those mountains going up that 30 mile stretch the toughest mountain i've ever run up and i in the printer pass in switzerland heretofore was the toughest thing that i'd ever done and uh and when i ran across europe 12 countries I averaged 54 miles a day. But on that particular day, going up the old printer pass, all I could do was 18 miles. Wow, yeah. I went up I went up this range out in California that was, I mean, in Arizona, that was every bit as tough, if not tougher, than the Brenner Pass. I did 30 miles and 
had it not been for working out on the treadmill because those hip muscles, I mean, they were so strong. My hip muscles, I was able just to go right on up. And that's, that's another thing for your athletes or people training, the wisdom of um, you don't have to necessarily go to a 14. I did, and I'm glad I did. But, you know, do the, if you're on a treadmill and just flat, yeah well i mean your studies yeah i mean you you definitely have to prepare for the the task that you're gonna gonna run into and and just just like just like any athlete you you have to uh in a way almost over prepare your body to uh meet or to be able to meet the needs of the athletic event that you're going towards so love that and i and i can't say enough things any um if i say an exercise it's an apparatus in the gym called the roman chair are you familiar with that you put your arms up lift up uh, I, uh, every workout, I would do a set of, uh, say, 30, and I had to build up. I never will forget two or three years ago. I'd never seen that exercise before. And man alive, I did 12, and I, and I was congratulating myself. And I'd look in the mirror and say, you're a stud, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But, uh, but anyway, I'd do three sets of 30 uh, three times a week doing, doing the Roman chair. Mm. Now, as far as uh, – uh, those crunches, you know, you, you're leaning forward and you're, mm-hmm. you're pulling yourself over. And I see some of these people and they put 200 pounds and they do all this. That is stupid. <laughs> I mean, how's that for uh, clinical evaluation? <laughs> but see, I had much rather I'm building for muscular endurance mm-hmm. and I would, uh, I would do those crunches, but I would do say 50 pounds and, mm-hmm. and, you know, pulling myself over and I would do three sets of 20 mm-hmm. at 50 pounds rather than doing being able to do 12 or 15 for yeah. my little old body i'm 135 pounds yeah but I, i'm looking for endurance endurance yeah. muscular yeah. endurance and just just like all the personal trainers know out there that mm-hmm. that uh you know when, when you think to, of training the body to enhance we'll say aerobic capacity of the muscle increase oxygen flow to the muscle uh, the rep ranges, you know, beyond that 15 and all the way up to that 30 mark are, are way better for, for those types of adaptations than you would say, uh, a lower strength volume. And I, I run into this as a, as a, as a surfer in the sense of, of doing sure. heavier workouts, uh, with upper body to gain strength and we'll say muscle size, but then going out into, to paddle as a surfer and, uh, and having, having the, uh, uh, the all of a sudden my muscles don't work or, the, or they work less less effectively because they're more focused on strength training and not on that endurance so I definitely know what you mean there you know I'm I'm, I'm like at 135 right now and if I have my shirt off I've got good I've got good definition mm-hmm. uh, for this body but I'm and people are amazed at the strength that I have my I've got powerful uh, core strength I mean all over uh, my little arms are, are just as strong as can be. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, they talk about runners are looking like, a, uh, I don't know, a little whippet body, but my gosh, I do. Uh, I spend a good hour, hour and a half when I'm in that gym three times a week, just doing all these various things. I do not, I do not uh, do the, you know, do those dumbbell curls i mean it's it's not appropriate for my body mm-hmm. but but i do a full 360 degree range of exercises 
on the various machines so that I'm able to get, uh, you know, so many people make the mistake that uh, runners, for instance, they, they can, they will run up the hill, but they don't understand that running downhill, there's a science to that, but you're using altogether different muscles and how to run down the hills. I mean, they'll go charging just straight forward. I zigzag across so that I'm not putting that hard pressure on the knees. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, that's great. Um, and then the, the uh, um, when we kind of think about assisting, we'll say someone in starting a running program and kind of uh, moving up the chain, I know we kind of talked about it earlier as, and slowly progressing them um, and any kind of final, final thoughts on, on, uh, you know, how, how trainers can help, uh, their clients, uh, move towards longer distance running. What, what are your kind of thoughts on, on, on those elements? Um, if I, if I had a person from straight zero, I start out with that. I don't even let them, I don't even let them jog. They, I just want them to, I want them to start moving, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the, I guess in the IFT model, you know, you have the second phase of that, uh, you start out with the stability, then the second phase is mobility, and then you've got the anaerobic, and you go to the anaerobic phases. But I, I try to get them to understand this is not just a season. This you're making, you're making a lifestyle decision, a mind style decision uh, that you're going to adopt healthy, uh, healthy habits uh, and keeping the weight down, uh, uh, bringing that into control. And that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story too. But, but I moved them up and I never, um, I guess one of my, one, a little victory I once had And this boy and his dad came to me in June, they wanted me to train him. And the fastest he had ever run a two mile was 1322. Long story short, he won the state championship in 907. Wow. Uh, six months later. And I brought him along. It's train, don't strain, train, mm-hmm. don't strain. Right now, I have a ne- uh, my great nephew in, in the United States right now is the fastest half mile and miler in the nation right now. Wow. He's listened to me. He'd listened to me and, and progressively bringing them on. But uh, it, it's like the old commercial, we will serve no wine before it's time that and you bring a person on and you build it's it's just like in in what we learn as trainers if they're working on weights you never increase what is it five percent if they're on 200 pounds and they're doing that you never all of a sudden put them up to 300 pounds you bring Mm -hmm. them up at say 210 Mm -hmm. i think that's one of the i'm just recalling one of the textbook type (laughs) responses there Mm -hmm. but um but you gradually add, and I can, I run all day long. I, I say all day long. I run 30 miles and you see me today. I don't, you're not seeing somebody, oh, uh, Eddie, I'm just, I had such a hard day yesterday. <laughs> no, you work through it. You work smart. Mm-hmm. And I've been preparing, preparing this um, because, and, and I think it's a building block. You get stronger. Then you're at a certain level uh, of performance. Where are the limits? I don't know. I don't know. It's 78. I'm just beginning to scratch the surface. <laughs> it's, it's, you have to be an ongoing student. And this is one thing that the trainers, 
the trainers can do. And when they know these physiological principles and they give the people the rationale, talk to your client. Don't just say, do it because I said it and I walked in. I see, I see some of the uh, biggest faux pas. I just have to shake my head and walk off. And these trainers, I see certain trainers that will start people out and uh, they have them tied into pretzels. Uh, Eddie, no. Eddie, there's four. I'll never forget this. In 1961, this teacher walks in our classroom my first day probably and taking a college class. And she walked in. She says, what's the four objectives of education? And we all just sat there and looked. We were all 18 years old, green as gourd guts. And uh, we didn't know. And she said, and you all expect yourselves to be teachers. And you don't even know the objectives of education. <laughs> and, but I've never forgotten this to guide, direct, protect, and care. If you don't care, you can't guide properly. You can't direct properly and you can't protect properly. And, and, um, you build that heart bridge between you, the trainer and the client <clears throat> and the client that you genuinely care almost an attitude. Um, I tell people all the time and this people just look at me and I'll say, you know, I've been waiting 78 years to meet you and I had to wait for you to be born and then for you to grow up and look at you today. My, 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 my. And it's being genuine and you're building that heart bridge and that everything that you're saying and doing and, and it's not one size fits all it's, it's individualized. And you make that person feel like, and based upon your knowledge and your expertise, um, that you genuinely care to guide them, lead them into, and it's, it's more than just being, I mean, sure, we have, the, we have the college kids and the people that want to run the great races, and that's, that's all fine, too. But then after, afterwards, that, that the person looks upon you I mean, people have their insurance agents, they have their own doctors, but you're looked upon just as you're a vital link in their life to a successful lifestyle. And it's helping them to adopt a mind style of fitness, not just for a season, but this, uh, a fitness mind style is for life. Make a covenant with your soul and guiding that person and taking that person and, um, you have to, you have to come back. You're getting them from the pre-contemplation stage. They, uh, hardcore nose, and then you get them into the contemplation and then, okay, I'm going to take a risk on you. And then they're, they're prepared and you want to get them into that maintenance stage where you're, you're taking them through, but you're there. You're the, you're not the sage on the stage. You're the guide on the side. I love it. I love it. And, and so much of that, that kind of follows the fitness mentors philosophy of, of truly helping or genuinely caring and genuinely helping someone, um, you know, in your chosen field, especially when we think about personal trainers being in health and fitness and, and just, just really just helping people so much more than, than, than just, you know, exercises and, and, uh, um, you know, health in that respect, but, but so just being there for someone to talk to and, and all elements of, of, of what we do in, in fitness and like, like Stan always says, building that heart bridge to, to connect with people and, and help That's them in, in their day. And, and what we've chosen as personal trainers to do is, is, is really emphasize that through health, wellness, fitness, and it's and, uh, go for it. Them. And Eddie, this is also uh, 
a call for action for all the trainers that they model what they preach. Mm-hmm. And I, and I sometimes, uh, I see some of these kids that are trying say kids, everybody <laughs> 78. You look about somebody that's 30 years old, they're still a kid. That's, a, that's just, that's a 78 year old perspective, but they, they come in there. Uh, they've been out all weekend and, and, and yet do I, do I really want to entrust me with, with, uh, this person telling me what to do? No, we have a responsibility to be, to be that, that when, when the person listens to us and looks at us, they think now that is, that's the image that I want to be able to, to project. And I want to have, I want to have what they have. I love it. I love it. And yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, so important to, 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 like you said, practice what you preach and, and be the example that, that uh, not, not only in health and fitness, but in, in life, in love and in happiness and, and in, in every element so that, that every relationship that you build is really able to, to, you know, help someone so much more than, than, uh, um, just, just the basics. So, um, Stan, it, it was awesome having you on the podcast, talking all about, uh, you know, the, the training elements of ultra marathon running and, uh, kind of where you're at any final thoughts as we, we, we kind of uh, close this down. Well, um, I, I really appreciate everything that you're doing that fitness mentors is about and reach and, and Eddie, I know your heart, you are the embodiment of everything that we talk about. You're the real deal and your organization is the real deal and what you're teaching and, and you embody. That's why I, what I love so much about being involved in your program. And I know this is, you didn't ask me to do this and everybody's listening. <laughs> Eddie didn't ask me to do this, but it, Eddie is the, the, the voice of, uh, the voice of authority and, and the respect that goes with it because he's the real deal and what they're doing educationally is relevant to our times and to the needs and he truly he and his professionals truly are the guide on the side and listen to him you'll be glad you did <laughs> love it stan thanks so much for for, for jumping on the podcast and uh we'll definitely be following up with you plenty here uh, in in the next what you have how many days left do you have uh what, i have four? 80 80 more days 80, 80 more days, days. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Love it guys. Well, well you stand as, as motivation to go out there and crush your goals, crush your dreams. And uh, we will all see you next week on the certified personal trainer podcast. Thanks so much, Stan. Absolutely. Bye now. Have a good one. As always, thanks for listening to the certified personal trainer podcast. You can learn more about Fitness Mentors at fitnessmentors.com. Be sure to share this podcast on social media. And remember, we are here to help you succeed.